Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Brainwaves. Hear the world differently. Bringing community mental health to you, raising awareness and challenging stigma. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio, Wednesdays at 5pm. Melbourne's Drive Time Radio Program, featuring community organisations, powerful stories and information. Find us at brainwaves.org.au. Proudly sponsored by Wellways Australia. Hi, you're listening to Brainwaves on 3CR, 8.55am, 3CR Digital Radio and 3cr.org.au online. My name's Lauren and this week on Brainwaves we are going to be talking to Joe Malcolm Black who is the Senior Manager of Child, Youth and Family Services at Uniting. Uniting provides services in aged care, disability, community and education and training throughout Australia. Today we're going to be talking about domestic and family violence and the services that Uniting provides for people affected by these. Just a warning that in today's show we will be talking about domestic and family violence quite heavily. If this is confronting for you, then please tune out. You can also contact Safe Steps 24-7 phone line on 1800 015 Lifeline on 131114 or Wellways Helpline on 1300 500. All right, thank you so much, Joe, for um, joining me today on the show. Thank you very much for having me. Could you please introduce yourself to our listeners and explain your role within Uniting? Sure. Um, my name is Jo Malcolm Black. I'm the Senior Manager of Child Youth and Family Services in Uniting. Um, that's covering all sorts of child and family related services and, and in particular family violence services in the north part of Melbourne. Great. So what exactly is Uniting for those of our listeners who might not know and what kind of services do they provide? Um, so United has been around and been present in Australia for over 100 years. Um, the, the purpose of the organisation is to, broadly speaking, is to inspire people to enliven communities and to confront injustice. And what that is is a broad range of community-based services. Um, to give you some indication, we, we operate across um, Victoria and Tasmania and there's around 3,500 staff involved in services in areas that are as broad as aged care, family violence, disability services, children and family services, things like um, drug and alcohol services. So it's quite a broad reach. Great. Um, So could you explain what domestic and family violence is in your opinion? Okay. So um, the term I most commonly use is is family violence and that seems to to be broadly accepted in Victoria. Other states of Australia are um, a little... Um, different. But what it is, is it's behaviour by a family member or someone who's an intimate partner that creates fear and control over their partners or the other family members. It can include things like um, sexual violence, um, physical violence, financial violence, and um, things that um, create emotional control. And, And we often talk about those things as things like mind games and intimidation. Um, It can also create um, psychological abuse. These kinds of behaviours isolate the, their victims from their friends and their family. It can cause them to doubt their own sanity or question 
their part in causing what's been the, the harm that's been done to them. So it's quite an invasive um, a kind of abuse, and it's primarily about power. And that can happen to anybody. Um, you can't look at someone and go, that person is or isn't likely to be experiencing family violence. We often don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Yeah. Um, what work does Uniting do in terms of family violence? Sure. So for our service, um, we provide support for families often in the contemplative phase. I talk about the contemplative phase. Um, the expectation that often people aren't sure if they're experiencing family violence or perhaps not ready to make a, cha- a, a really definitive change to their lives. So we walk, work with them um, around assisting them with things like safety planning, um, creating social supports for them, and maybe giving them practical financial advice. Often there's financial stresses in the home. They might be concerned about being able to pay their rent or bills, um, and they may need counselling and support around, you know, what's reasonable, what's fair, what, what are my options um, for, for myself and my family. Um, family violence very, very rarely ever affects just one person. It's got to be a whole heap of people involved. So we also work with um, corporate providers, which is a little um, a, a little novel um, organisations who might want to assist clients escaping from family violence. Because what we know with our with sector wide changes is that many businesses are coming across people who are expecting who are experiencing family violence, and they want to be able to help. Um, so we help them upskill their staff to be able to respond appropriately when that is disclosed. Yeah, that sounds incredible. So what sorts of businesses? Um, things like banks and utility providers oh, wow, um, do, really? are doing this sort of work. Because often, if you can imagine, I mean, as I said to you, family violence doesn't ha- happen in isolation. There are often a lot of stresses in people's lives and people might be going to their banks to talk to them about the fact that they're um, their partner might have cut them off from bills. They might not have any money. They might not be able to pay a bill. They might not be able to pay their rent. Um, so we will provide them with assistance and how to deal with those clients who are disclosing that information. Yeah, that sounds like a really great initiative then. Mm, it is. It is a fantastic initiative. Yeah. So how can experiencing domestic or family violence change an individual's perception of themselves in the world? Uh, family violence, I mean, I can't under, underrate it, can cause um, psychological and physical harm and it can be terrible, particularly to the partners and the children of the person who are, who's um, inflicting the abuse. Um, historically, if we think about what's happened in Australia, families have needed to flee family violence, often leave their, um, their lives or their homes behind them. For example, if a family had to go into a refuge, um, they might be limited on who they're able to contact when they're in the refuge for their own safety. Um, many people come into refuges and it's noted that they're, they're being tracked by the, the person that they, they've left. Um, and the other thing is, and, and we often don't talk about this, that it, um, perpetrating family violence damages the person who's doing it. Um, the, the example that comes to mind is an interview that I once heard from a man who'd himself been a perpetrator of violence to his family. He talked about how he'd been beaten as a, as a child and how he thought it was really normal to be beaten. With his own family, he took up the same approach. It's what he knew. And he saw it as a way of showing his kids that he loved them. And he lived a really negative lifestyle that impacted his entire, his entire home. His kids felt frightened at home. And it's not something that we 
want when we we want for our children. No, definitely. So, one in four children in Australia are exposed to domestic violence growing up. How does experiencing that violence at a young age affect these children later on in life? Many people are quite surprised to hear that the definition of domestic violence also includes behaviour where a child might be um, caused to hear or see or be exposed to the effects of, of violence, and that includes things like property damage, holes in the walls, you know, a parent crying. Many of our kids have been exposed, exposed to horrific acts of uh, violence or manipulation by a parent. Um, they might feel, might be, experience uh, physical injury. They could be scared for themselves or for that protective parent or siblings or their pets. Um, they could have issues with sleeping or eating. Mm-hmm. They might struggle to focus at school. Imagine if you've got a lot going on at home, often what's happening at school is the very least of your concerns. Um, And they will likely be isolated from their friends and their family. And now this is going to impact the people that they become and the tools that they have in their own repertoire for the relationships that they themselves have in their later life. So it's really significant. Yeah. Um, and we also understand that domestic violence is the leading cause of homelessness for women and for children. How can organisations such as Uniting begin to start changing this? So many of the services that our teams deliver are services for families that are about connecting them up early um, to things that may help them. Um, maybe when the family is young, we might be working on healthy relationships. We'll learn about coping strategies. Um, we will manage, uh, identify the risks that they might experience in that, if they disclosed family violence. Um, we might work with them on other complexities in their lives, um, such as financial problems and the threat of homelessness. Sometimes if we can make a call to the, the landlord, or we can help them with a utility bill, to negotiate with that provider about paying in another way, making sure that they have separate funds, helping them to set up separate accounts. All of these things can help alleviate some of that pressure. Families with violence doesn't happen in isolation. There are often a whole range of pressures on the family and sometimes if we can help them with some of those other things, they will be better prepared to make the next step, whatever that next step is. Um, many organisations, as I've said, such as banks, utilities, companies and, and realtors are now quite knowledgeable about family violence. And I guess I'd like to encourage those people um, who, who might, or who might be contemplating it to be really, really upfront with your service providers or seek the help of an agency who can help you talk to them um, to have that conversation nice and early and that could potentially avert families from becoming homeless. Having said that... Um, there are instances where families do need to leave their homes and if possible, um, those families should connect up with family violence services in the state who are able to assist them to help help them find temporary accommodation. Um, they can actually do planning with them around what their options are and they can work alongside them while that all happens so that they're not alone because it can, it can be quite an isolating and frightening time. Can you speak a bit about the underreporting of domestic and family violence in society? Sure. Um, now, we, I think we've all been really horrified 
um, in recent years by the, the kind of statistics that are presented to us. Um, and statistically, we know that there's been very, very little change in partner violence figures since 2005. But we also know that um, as a society, we've often been really reluctant to come forward. We know that, um, for example, one woman a week is killed in Australia by a partner or a former partner. And there's no rhyme nor reason about that. She could be 17 years old and new to the country, or she could be 65 and have been with that, you know, lived in Australia her whole life and have lived with her partner for 40 years. Um, what, in the last few years, significant resources have actually been invested in changing attitudes um, towards these relationships. But what we're trying to do as a society is to create some long-lasting cultural change, and that, that takes time. So we haven't seen a huge improvement in those statistics. Yeah, and do you think the reason that some of the statistics are underreported could be um, because victims might not feel their perpetrator will be brought to justice or even that they might not be believed by police or by their friends and family? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a very, very real um, possibility. Um, and in this community, I think um, we're all really concerned about this. We like to believe in us. In Australia, there's the ability to always have that fair shot that we can always get help if we need it and that healthy and safe lives are something that everyone can have. But actually, there's lots of possible reasons. They could be reasons of, of culture, of, of race, or just sheer geography where often the victim feels that they can't report um, family violence. In these kinds of instances, the, the, the victim survivor often isn't what they're experiencing is inappropriate. They may not be sure that this is family violence or they don't have the resources or support to do something about it. The other thing to bear in mind is often the, the victim survivor is protecting children and, and families who live with them and that can be a significant bind to the current situation. Hmm. And I think um, also the statistics are slightly worse in rural areas where there might not be immediate resources available in like close proximity as well. Absolutely, and it's easier to uh, it's it's easier to blend in a, in a big city in a small community. You are easily identifiable, and I know that in the past when we have helped survivors who have, are fleeing um, family violence. In, in a small community, um, they, are, they are very concerned and, and reasonably so until they can escape that community themselves because of the, the potential visibility that they have while they're there. Yeah. Um, often that, often that um, victim survivor, um, they're, they're um, under an incredible amount of danger in that time while they're contemplating leaving and as they do because they are very vulnerable. And how does gender come into play when talking about domestic and family violence? Are men affected as equally as women are? It's mm, a good question. It's generally um, considered to be a gendered crime. And it's relatively clear-cut. Generally, women and men experience violence differently. So if we look at data about the abuse, we know that women are more likely to experience um, abuse at the hands of a known person than men are. And obviously this... The reverse is true for, for men. If we look at intimate, at intimate partner violence 
in Australia, one in four women have experienced at least one incidence of violence at the hands of that intimate partner. For men, it's one in 12. So there is an imbalance. But it does happen. Um, it does happen in any intimate relationship where there's a power imbalance. Oh, the other factor is that um, women victims are more likely to live in fear before, during, and after separating from a violent partner. Hmm. So data shows that only one in six men in Victoria would speak up in the workplace if a sexist joke was said to a woman. How can society begin to make a difference in things as simple as that? It's a hard one for us, isn't it? Mm. Um, You don't have to say much. You just call it out. Um, Have courage to be that one person who says, hey, mate, that's, that's not okay." Yeah, I think that's the most important thing is this, it's got to start with just a, a frank discussion almost or just telling people Absolutely. what it is. Yeah. Mm. And currently, violence against women costs the Australian economy over $21 billion every year. What can we do to minimise the number of women dying every week and mm. all of that? Yeah, well, it's a, it's a really... Um, Incredible, uh, an incredible environment that we find ourselves in and that there's a lot of invest- investment and structural changes to the system that will give us hopefully opportunities to role model healthy relationships and hopefully help us identify those who don't have them. The, the thought is that it's going to give our officials, our agencies, our hospitals, our schools, the skills they need to better identify when people are at risk. So there's a lot of investment and making sure that those people are visible um, and able to access all this new funding that will help them. But the next bit's actually up to us. Mm. We've all got a part to play in checking out when when friends and family around us um, are struggling. You know, let's ask them if they're okay. Let them know that you care about what's happening to them. If um, they disclose to you that they are experiencing violence at home, Help them to get some information, seek some support from them about whether it's escaping family violence or about changing behaviour. We won't, we may not get this opportunity again, and our families and our communities are pretty precious to us. So, um, yeah, we do, all do have a responsibility. Yeah, um, and I guess following on from that, what advice would you give to any man or woman who is currently in a domestic or family violence situation? It's a really hard place to be in. I mean, I think for both of those people, if you're in the relationship where you're acting out um, as if you're in charge or doing or saying things that you feel really bad about later, you're trying to control your partner, or if you're lashing out with words or, or physical actions and you're making everyone around you feel frightened, then you can do something about it. Likewise, for, um, for the person who's experiencing this and you're feeling like you, you have um, no control, Seek out someone who can um, seek out some safe advice, whether it's doing some um, careful checking and learning about what services might be available to you or finding a trusted person that you can talk to. Um, You can make contact with a service, and there are lots of services out there who can help you um, in the way that you need. Great. And just to finish up, if anyone out there listening wants to find out more information on Uniting, where can they go to find this? Um, They should look in the first instance to our website, which is vtuniting.org.
Perfect. All right. Thank you so much, Joe, for joining us today. Um, it's been great and really informative. So thank you. Thanks for having me, Laura. Thank you. That's all we have time for on Brainwaves today. And just a reminder, the numbers for the Domestic Violence Helpline for Safe Steps, their 24-hour phone line is one 015 188 You can also contact Lifeline on 131114 or Wellways Helpline on 1300 111 500. You can find more of our shows at our website, brainwaves.org.au or on the 3CR website, that's 3cr.org.au slash brainwaves and on iTunes as well. Feel free to send us feedback or suggestions for shows via email, brainwaves at wellways.org. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next Wednesday at 5pm for another episode of Brainwaves on 3CR. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.